welcome to Arena Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi. I'm your host Arena, and today we're talking about Quantum Leap with David Meeks. Quantum Leap is an American science fiction television series created by Donald P. Belisario that originally aired on NBC for five seasons. It stars Scott Bakula as Dr. Sam Beckett, a physicist who involuntarily leaps through space-time during experiments in time travel by temporarily taking the place of other people to correct what he consistently discovers were historical mistakes. Dean Stockwell co-stars as Admiral Al Calafici, Sam's womanizing, cigar-smoking companion and best friend who appears to him as a hologram and researches and shapes his opinions of the past. The series features a mix of humor, drama, romance, social commentary and science fiction. I'm not really into Quantum Leap because I have nothing with time traveling. Although Scott Bakula plays one of my favorite Star Trek captains, I still not don't know if I like it or not. When it came out, I was seven, so I probably soon have some episodes later on. Also, science is not my favorite subject, so I think that is one of the reasons I'm not into it. Our guest today is David Meeks. Hello, David, and thank you for joining me. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Good. So, how have you become interested in Quantum Leap? Well, I grew up with it. I was on when I was in grade school. Probably one of the best sci-fi shows, I always thought, because it was based on real life experiences. And, you know, some of those stories were really good. I have the whole series on DVD. I've watched it several times over the years. <laughs> okay, nice. And um, can you tell me in your own words what is all about? Well, I think it's more than just time travel and science fiction, I think there's this real personal connection, especially there's one episode I'll never forget where he goes back and visits his sister, if you remember that one at the farm and his family. There was one particular episode that got to me and he wanted to change their future and he couldn't do that. It had a lot of personal stuff in it, <laughs> but it was, it was a neat show. <laughs> so, um, what do you really like about it? It was never the same. There was always something different. He had some really funny episodes. I thought where he was a woman one time was very entertaining. A few times. <laughs> <laughs> and there was just this whole... And then, of course, Al. Really funny character. The sidekick. And it just worked. So much better than some of the stuff back then. It was never boring. <laughs> and I kind of I always how it ended wasn't the greatest ending they kind of left it open a bit I thought but... let's talk about uh, fra uh, Sam's sidekicks tell me about them yeah. well you got Al the hologram one is really funny but he that actor's painted so many things he was a child actor he's an interesting person about him too um, and then of course was it season four? Remember we met that other lady who is a hologram too? 
the evil, I forget. There, toward the end of the series, there was some interesting episodes with another counterpart, I guess you'd call it. If you, <laughs> I believe there is. He had a team to uh, help him. He uh, go get those jumps. Yeah, they had Ziggy, but you only saw a little bit of. And then his wife, he was, she was in, like, I think, only a few episodes. But it was mostly about him and, and all the people he interacted with. There's a few very memorable episodes. And I watched an interview not too long ago on YouTube about he was talking about that show. It was interesting. Yeah, I, think I saw the same uh, interview with him. So you talked just now about the memorable episodes. Can you name... A few of them. I wish they remembered the names. I just think of what happened in them. I'm really bad with names of episodes. But um, I like the, the three-parter where he becomes Lee Harvey Oswald. That one with, um, I think that was with Al. And Al became, in the episode, the young version of Al. There was that one. There was the one with the Vietnam where he had to save Al. I think that was season three or four. That was some good stuff. One that he really, it's funny on the YouTube channel that he really liked, was he really liked that character of the uh, the handicapped kid and helping them. That's interesting. Uh, Scott Bakula was talking about that and how that kid could not, you know, dyslexic and reading and all that. That was one of his favorites. And of course, um, my favorite, because it's kind of, connects to my childhood was when he went back in time to see his parents on the farm and I think it was in Nebraska or somewhere and he got to be 16 again and that was really per that was a good episode because I always wished I could go back in time personally to the, the 80s and relive it. <laughs> or in his case the 50s but <laughs> have you any idea how big of a fan base there is I'm sure it's pretty big. It's probably up there with Star Trek, I'm assuming. Mm. I've heard it was a, they even had, they used to have a convention or something, I think years ago. Because, but I'm sure there's a lot of people. See, it's been around since, came out in 89, I believe. First season, 88, 89. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about 35 years old show. Yeah, and, and that's maybe, I don't know how you fans looking at that, but I reading a lot of stuff lately that they are talking about a reboot of Quantum Leap. How, what are your thoughts about that? It would be hard to do it without Scott Bakula. I don't know. <laughs> without, he's the main, all those people are so old now, I don't know how they could do that. <laughs> It would be a, a young cast, I can imagine. <laughs> well, maybe they um going to hire him as like a um, teacher or whatever, and then one of his students will be playing the younger version of him. I just... <laughs> I see. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, I haven't spoke not that many fans about it, but... I know they are talking about it, so I was very curious what you think about it. There's a lot of interesting reboots I'm noticing happening. Not just that, but yeah, I heard they're going to. Yeah. There's um, 
there's plans in the works to do another Lord of the Rings thing on Netflix and other stuff. <laughs> All this stuff is happening. Um, the one that interested me was The Last Starfighter and the original cast are going to be in that. I hope they make a good sequel to that. But I don't know. Quantum Leap was kind of perfect as it was. You really don't need to bring it back. But it do you think sense. maybe they uh, maybe they gonna get further with the story instead of a real reboot of it? Or was the end of Quantum Leap that much uh, that's strange that it can't have a follow-up. I guess they could start, like you said, and and he's in the future and they have a protege, I guess. I hope that it would have the original uh, writers and directors that made the show and that would make it work. <laughs> Do you think that is any that the fan base will be uh, watching out for? Do you think the fan base would like it? It depends. We'll see how it goes. The first few episodes usually make or break these things. It's like Star Trek. It's, um, yeah. As long as they have, I think as long as they have Scott Bakula and maybe a few cameos would be helpful. And they really get the right people to write it because it was so well written at the time. That's the thing that concerns me. Some of these reboots just don't work. And I just, that's just me. <laughs> I grew up in a, I don't know, like kind of like the new Doctor Who. It's a little fast paced. I still kind of grew up with the older stuff, but that's just yeah. me. It's just changed. And, and I have that's... to say with uh, with Star Trek, I had to watch uh, Discovery a few times till uh i really said okay now i can ground it like star trek yeah and that one's got a lot of flack i haven't i've only watched picard i haven't got to see the new discovery well picard is a lot better than my opinion and i'm really looking forward to uh what they are doing in season two and the um the the first trailer was very much uh, fantasy uh, imagination of what they would bring. Yeah. It's, I think there's been so much Star Trek done that in my opinion, they should have a break. It's been on. I mean, if you were to add them all up, it would take you how many years to watch every episode of every series combined. Exactly. I, I, my feeling was with uh, this is going to be a flop. If you see, uh, for example, like Star Wars two, I have never seen the new series or films because it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't rhyme it. So yeah, I kind of wish George Lucas never sold it to Disney in the first place. Yeah, That's my... <laughs> he should have kept it. <laughs> Because they really screwed it up. <laughs> it's like, I like the old Star Wars. I, I mean, that was the first. I think the very first movie experience was Empire Strikes Back. I was like six years old. Mm. And it started me on that whole, you know. And now I do artwork. I do the, if you saw my website, I got the, I do the artwork and stuff. So I illustrate these things. I, I grew up with all this stuff. And I do paintings of different movie themes, posters and. But let's coming back to uh, Quantum Leap. Do you have any favorite character? I like that. Um, well, I liked Al 
because he was just in a, his, he always had a different costume on. That was the funniest thing, keeping up with the wardrobe. <laughs> and uh, no, I liked that podcast I watched on YouTube with Scott Bakula. It was really interesting what episodes he liked and how he always gets people asking, why can't they bring it back? I guess he's been bugged about that years ago. Um, but I kind of talk about it. Yeah, it, it's funny. I'm still kind of sad that they never finished, finished Enterprise, which was a good show. And yeah, that, yeah. That was a good. I like the theme song on that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved it too. I loved it too. I heard a lot of people don't like it, but I really do like it. I wish they had at least finished those two seasons. That would have been like the original. If you notice online on YouTube, somebody has recreated in their studio a perfect replica of the original Enterprise set, and they've made the last two seasons of the original show. And you can watch them on YouTube, which is like, I was amazed how close it was. Mm. Of course, they're young people, but it was like, wow, somebody has money. <laughs> but to do that. <laughs> so do you have a favorite episode? Of well, I like that one. I really liked where he goes back to his younger self and his family and he talks to his sister and tries to stop her from doing that was a very emotional episode because in some ways if you could go back and change something in your life if you think of it that way because mm. i always i always used to wish i could go back to the 80s it was my favorite decade as a kid because of all the stuff even though we have all the technology now i used to always thank star trek for smartphones because they kind of invented all this <laughs> yeah it still is it still is and that is one of the reason i do love star trek it's just uh it's not only uh futuristic but it is also uh for example the uh, visor of geordie it's already been invented yeah and um the hearing aid the hearing stuff the um some of the latest um artificial limbs all this neat stuff that's coming out heck they're saying in 10 years things will be so different you can't even imagine with ai and all this i keep watching the eon musk he's talking about all this cool stuff <laughs> it's like coming faster than i realized i thought it wouldn't even be in my life <laughs> but I, i i'm a little concerned about ai <laughs> i think about it because he works with that whole thing but like can you imagine if um in 10 years we're on mars like he wants he's pretty trying to get that and it's just surprising that you could see all of these things that used to read about starting to happen and i thought it would be like you know it's some of it's happened <laughs> yeah and the funny part is my mom always said she is a a very big uh james bond fan she always she always said you know you see those big large mobile phones now and in a few yeah. years we had mobile phones like that so uh, yeah. it's quite funny as too but it's still evolving and well when yeah. i was when i was um when i was working at the science museum with kids 20 years ago they had just invented the um the um gps but it was a big bulky thing really primitive And we would go on these dig sites for dinosaurs in Montana, but it was just, you know, really simple. Now it's like Star Trek. <laughs> um, but yeah. Let's go back to Quantum Leap. If you had 
to advise or just say um, to people, hey, if you like uh, time traveling and if you like uh, future stuff and science, etc., this episode you need to watch. Most of them were in the past, though. I think there was one or two, right? I'm trying to think of which one. I don't know. It's one of those. I think you have to watch the whole thing first. That's kind of because they all kind of connect. There's a a great flow to it. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows. I probably watch it every few years, and you mm-hmm. get. But one of my favorites, probably my other favorite one, from the early '90s was the old X Files, a show that just was riveting and scary and That's groundbreaking the, the show. <laughs> I loved X Files, but but. All of them are, they just because I grew up with them and it was in high school, you know, all of that mm. during a certain life. Like, like I can still remember the two-parter of the original Next Generation because it was so good. And mm. and the, it's funny, a lot of people don't like the first two seasons of Next Generation. It's like, it's all, I don't get it. It's all good, you know, things are getting together. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, we, uh, the Girls Talking Track uh, have started with uh, rewatching and recapping these uh, TNG episodes. So we are going to, we just started and we started, uh, we're going to uh, recap them in a chronicle following. So, um... yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really one of the things I really can thank, I guess, science fiction shows like Star Trek is. We have such a cool internet now, and it was all, if you think about it, in Star Trek. They didn't call it the internet, but it sure was like that. With the, I mean, you can access so much stuff now, you practically don't even have to go to school. If you really know how to do it, you can, but you can thank Star Trek for a lot of that, I think. And, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any funny moments in quantum leap that you said oh i need to tell you guys about this i'm trying to think um well the one where he's a woman the first episode he did that that was really funny when he has to take those shoes off the iron maidens it makes me laugh just i, I try to imagine that really helped you understand that women go through so much that shouldn't have to do but <laughs> you know that, that yeah, in the 60s I to say- that too, I think he's gonna get a, a lot more uh, how women feel and uh, wearing this for society, etc. I think nowadays it's different, but back then they probably had to, you know, in that time, the 70s, and yeah. they were, and I don't know how you can wear those shoes. Like, no, no, <laughs> like, but but that was a great episode, and then um. There was one, uh, there was a couple really funny moments in that show that just, oh gosh, I like that one. There's that one episode with that, he had that little daughter and he's a magician mm. and he had, and, and he, he's trying to keep her and the um, wife wants to take her away. I remember that was a fun one and he does all the magic tricks and, and that other really funny one where he's in that fifties um, captain something and uh, the sci-fi TV fun thing where he plays alongside the old guy. And that was neat. There was some good ones based on that. <laughs> there was another one I forgot about until recently. And, and it was a Halloween episode. 
and they I think they kind of did a cameo of Stephen King and it was an old house and they were doing a haunted house. It's not as well known one, but something about haunted house, I remember. I forget, but they had like, it's Stephen King. They kind of hinted at that, but. <laughs> I can imagine that it was in one way a little bit weird that he always uh, traveled back to uh restore the history what are your thoughts about that well if time travel was really real that's the paradox and if you change something like they said especially like in um, back to the future the alternate timeline i always thought that would be the big problem with time travel mm -hmm. it'd be better to go forward than backwards yeah. for that whole it, now there are these interesting things i watch a lot of crazy youtube and they said it actually has been invented, time travel. <laughs> and they try to show little things in pictures. And I, I don't know. It's entertaining to watch this stuff. Are you really following also the space programs uh, like uh, nowadays? Or some? I'm really excited about. I want to watch the um, the new Foundation thing that's coming out for Isaac mm -hmm. Osman new series. And I thought, how hard would that be to even make a series out of that massive series of books? I'm very yeah. much excited about, I'm very, very excited about the new Dune film because I'm hoping mm. it's time because it's almost impossible to make that movie. It's just so many characters. Every time they make it, <laughs> it's missing or it's not long enough. Or, so that comes out in October and it's only part one of a two part for the book. So that'll be interesting how that goes down. But, yeah. but it's exciting. I think it's exciting. We're living in this time now where literally anything can be made. Mm. Things that they never be made, books and novels are being made into shows, which is really interesting. Scary, but because <laughs> they could totally ruin <laughs> But um, I've been watching um, the um, His Dark Materials, which is based on the, that, uh, the Golden Compass series. So there's been some interesting stuff online to watch that is like, I never knew they were making this. <laughs> but mm -hmm. yeah, the the Lord of the Rings thing will be interesting. It's supposed to be the second age. They're going back to an earlier time. Yeah, and that's... I've been uh, reading about that too. And yeah, I, I'm very curious how that is going because, um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, we watched the movie last winter when we had a big snowstorm and my girlfriend was kept saying, it's never gonna end because at the end of the third film, it just goes slow and they really drag it out. <laughs> Did you watch the extended version of it? Yeah, I have all of them. It takes yeah. about 13 hours and it just feels like an eternity because of that last film. The Hobbit, I liked it. Some people thought it was too long, but I enjoyed The Hobbit. No, I enjoyed <laughs> But um. But to do a mini series, I think they would be better. And I hear it's going to be pretty expensive, like Game of Thrones. It's going to be a big thing when they finally. I was a big fan of um, only in the last few years. I'm a, I'm kind of a fan of these historical kind of. There's so much on Netflix. It's hard yeah. to keep up with it. There's that. I've been watching this one called Ragnarok, or about. It's taken place in Norway, and it's got kind of Thor, and it's this kid. Mm -hmm. I thought that was neat. It's different, but <laughs> yeah, but still, it's still. Uh, I think it's more like uh, it's more closer than uh, for on 
as human history in that yeah there's i kind of like that because there's a lot of stuff that's never really um talked about from european history different myths yeah, and legends true. it's kind of nice to bring that out because i love reading about i was i was kind of different in grade school i was more ahead of everybody i was always already reading building models and in like this in the seventh grade i was building the enterprise star trek and everybody else on the playground and i was just different i was always mechanically inclined i went to vocational tech school and and now i build all these things with the light the model ships and the, it's on my website but but i was just always i was always different i, I kind of said i wished i could work at paramount around that stuff because i always make stuff be, like that. yeah that that would be awesome i know there are some uh, interviews with back uh, uh back behind the scenes and uh, yeah. if you see how they make it it's so much fun and 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 that's what i also said for example with uh thunderbirds if you got thunderbirds the old in the 60s the puppet series is a lot different than the cg yeah. from a few years ago and it it, yeah. it cost me a few times to watch really watch it and i said okay now i thunderbirds is kind of funny it's comic <laughs> it's I, I like the models yeah i like the models i was because i always build models it's, it's fascinating i belong to a big group of model builders here in the northwest and I rarely see women doing it. It's an interesting thing. I would say it's just a hobby. It's just, it's nothing different from jewelry or, I don't know, it's the same mindset. <laughs> I think we women don't have the patience for it because, um, I don't know if you have seen it, but we are building the Enterprise D, the, of the Eagle Moss now, 70 centimeters. Yeah, that, the and fancy one. <laughs> it's not me who's building it, but my fiance is building it. So. Yeah, no, I'm well. My girlfriend's tech, she's pretty, she can do little tiny jewelry, so she has patience to do it. It's just, it's just like for me, what I do, it's like being a watchmaker. And you got they, it's funny for a few years, I worked at HP and I told them, You guys are paying me to work on models, it's not the same, but you get a fancy microscope and you're soldering little circuit boards, but it's the same thing, it's just. They're paying me to do something that's as a hobby. It's like, but I, I like that's it. That's the best job. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm I'm very independent. I just have I just finished my fancy art studio. I built this big 400 square foot space. It's got everything I've dreamed of. It's like having the ultimate Christmas gift. So I now just I'm learning how to sell online, and and work and focusing on that. But mm. but my girlfriend designs websites for a living, and and I do the painting, and she helps me advertise. But but I just tell my friends, I'm just living on my childhood dreams. All of these things I create and paint are just those movies that I loved as a kid. They're just, it's all that. It's, it's, there's two subjects I've already done pretty well at Star Wars and Jurassic Park. They've made, those two subjects are always my favorite. Um, we're coming up on the big 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. I can't believe it's been 30 years. I was like, <laughs> but, but that was one of my favorites. That movie made me want to be a paleontologist. I remember I went and saw it 11 times in the theater. I, I still have some of the stuff from back then. I saved the, the shirts and things. And, and and I really thought that someday maybe they could do that, or at least with um, Ice Age animals, they could do something like that. 
in real life. But um, no, that's we're living in a pretty. It it it, it seems like we're in. Oh, we've just in the last twenty years. I feel like we've opened Pandora's box, and I bet someday they're going to find an anti-aging pill. Who knows what? crazy stuff they're coming up with it's remember star trek 4 i love that scene with bones and he gives her the diabetes are we in the dark ages mm, yeah yeah that's one of my favorite lines in that movie. i love that part and he gives her the pills <laughs> yeah it was really neat meeting scotty i met him once at a video store and that was neat i got to see him before he passed away and this was in the late 80s and they still have classic video i wish i could meet him there's well, do you, do you you have I think they have conventions in the UK because I know um they have um I've never met Patrick Stewart that would be neat. No, me there. neither. But um I think he is very uh, careful with the conventions what he's doing because he is not often on that. He the last time he went going to the uh, convention was in uh, Star Trek Las Vegas. It's it's nice to meet actors like that and yeah who yeah William Shatner is really funny he had a lot of stories I remember well it's a, it's amazing how much he still does at his age mm. it always amazed me and he yeah. never stopped yeah he's one of those people that's going to outlive most actors yeah, um I, I like that I like um they had that thing recently it's on Facebook Kate Mulgrew and I always forget um yeah, and they did that thing about the star, the the society, that Carl Sagan started. But so, no, the Star Trek, Star Trek really got me into just science. I think it got a lot of people into science. That and of course paleontology. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of people can identify themselves with the characters in Star Trek. And yeah. what I always have experienced when you are going to a, for example, a Star Trek event or like a Comic Con event, a con event, um, everybody is equal and nobody is strange if you are coming in cosplay or it's it's uh, not weird if you are a super geek or whatever. Everybody is the same and. Uh, you can talk with anybody, everyone about those things. Yeah, my my brother-in-law, <laughs> he said he could have worked for NASA. He's a tech specialist, and he always loved Star Trek. We used to talk about it all the time and how campy the original series was and some of it. <laughs> but but he, he grew up with a lot more of that. My brother is the one that got me into it. He At one time, he had every novel. He read every novel of Star Trek, and there's a lot of them. But yeah, he was a he was a firefighter, and he had a lot of downtime to read. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, no, we it's kind of interesting. Um, to, but to to meet some of them, I really liked Scotty's story. He told, I think it's online about this girl he saved from yeah. committing yeah. suicide. You know, becoming a tech. Yeah. yeah. That was and that was awesome. It, yeah, and and there hasn't. I haven't noticed conventions like I used to. It just seems like everything's changed in the last decade. There used to be more of that. It is. And now there's all comics and other things. It's like a big. You go to one now and it's got. See, I met uh, Will. Wheaton, uh, last convention I went, Will Wheaton was there. That was, and I met him. Only a couple years age difference from me. Yeah. But um. 
but he was he does his own little cast of them yeah. board games and things yeah i know did you watch that um it's also on youtube by the way it was he did a i think it was some kind of a stand-up comedian thing and he made a song about uh, Kirk. Oh, no, I have not. I don't really. I'm so busy with my art world. Yeah. Sometimes I watch it, but I'm trying to. I know I just don't. To me, at, at this point in life, life is short and you got to mm. get things. As I was when I was younger, I watched a lot more of this stuff, but I don't know. I have so much going on in my life. I'm, I'm such a over talented person. I'm always either making something or painting something. I'm letting, looking forward to starting a YouTube channel next year, and I want to interview creative people in the Northwest and just do a whole YouTube channel on that, like kind of like you, but in person, mm. and walk, go on these trips. I go to a lot of neat scenic national parks and paint. The tourists go nuts. I sell more paintings at a national park than anywhere <laughs> because they want to see the, the place. Mm. It's something about that, but I, I just like interacting and doing that, and the conventions... I would like to get a booth at a convention someday. It's just a waiting list. It's such a popular thing to do. Yeah, I think so too. But with your creativity and everything you made, I think there is maybe a good market of it because... Oh, yeah. It's Plus, I have a writer friend of mine who has written 10 fairly big science fiction novels. And uh, I thought we could get a booth together because he does a lot of stuff. And But no, it's just a... We were just surprised how much people pay to get in the door just to mm. go to these things. I'm sure they can afford because they spend more than I realize, like $70 mm. or whatever pounds or, you know, just to go in. It's like, I think it's nuts because when I used to go to conventions, they used to be like $10, $15 for the Star Trek ones. This is 20 years ago. Mm. But I remember how cheap <laughs> autographs were cheap back then. <laughs> and it's like, wow, it's, it's a big business now. But um, so we are getting at the end of this episode. Is there something you'd like to add? No, it's really nice. If you get back to Star Trek, I've got lots of stories. Mm. I've got autographed a bunch of these guys. I just saw it was very tempting. The first six Star Trek movies are on 4K. They just came out. Very tempting. <laughs> the the box sets out, and I remember. But I, I do remember the the Quantum Leap a lot because it was on at the same time next generation was on and i remember watching that every it was like the friday night thing i remember back then as a kid mm. and it just it was great but what made quantum leak unique was it was very grounded in reality and you forget that it's science fiction it's not really science. <laughs> thank you for this lovely conversation i thank you for and who knows uh maybe we talk to uh, again in another episode have you got to interview any of the cast from shows like that? Is there, I've seen people do that. But. <laughs> I have not done it yet because uh, I just started and uh, yeah, the conventions is still coming. So uh, I have not done it yet. Although um, the things I put on Twitter for my podcast and uh, tag the actor in it, they always, uh, most of them are liking it and replying it back. So, uh, so that is one thing that is really nice to know. Yeah, uh, I, I saw I... that one that uh, 
there was a funny one. William Shatner talks to people. If you've seen that where people interview him online, mm. something nice. <laughs> there was one. I mean, anyways. Well, thank you again. So, listeners, I'd like to thank you for joining this podcast and listening to it. I try to be diverse as much as I can, and I hope you guys like it. Tell me what you think, how I am doing with this podcast. If you have any tips for me how I can do things better, let me know. Bear in mind, I make this podcast for fun, and I don't have to make money out of it. You can reach out on Podbean, the Facebook group, the YouTube channel, and the Discord server of Render Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi. And we also have a Twitter account at OTFASP. If you like to talk about this episode or just want to comment on this episode, you can reach out on Podbean, the Facebook group, the YouTube channel, and the Discord server of Render Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi. And of course on Twitter at OTFASP. Orinda Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi is also to listen, follow and subscribe on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, Facebook group and the YouTube channel. I'm your host Orinda, thank you for listening and I will see you next time. The next episode we will talk about is Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs>